Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. Episode five of the Rebel Babe Cave is here. (laughs) As you know, I like to take a few moments to share about some self-love stuff and whatnot that's on my mind. And this week, whether it be your fitness inspiration, your business inspiration, or something else, I want to talk a bit about inspos. You know, inspirations, fitspos, inspos. Uh, When I first got into fitness, I just felt like I needed someone who was ahead of where I was, you know, so I could like gather inspiration. And at the time I found, and I just fell for this chick. Like she had this really great athletic build that didn't seem unrealistic for me to achieve, which most of the chicks I found on Instagram were just teeny tiny. And that wasn't me, you know, like I had thicker muscular legs. I needed to find someone who kind of represented that. So I think it's safe to say, I like, so embarrassing, I somewhat worshipped her. You know, like over time, we ended up becoming friendly. And then when I started to achieve my own goals and becoming more of like a peer than a worshipper, she just left me in the cold. And this was like so beyond heartbreaking for me because I literally picked up a barbell for the first time like because of this person. And I might not even be where I am right now in terms of my love for fitness. So this was just like a real mindfuck. Like how could someone I believed in so much just turn out to be the opposite of who they said they were? These days, I need to be pretty careful about who I'm admiring. You know, there's so many amazing women out there doing the damn thing that when I discover them for the first time, it's like, I can't get enough. (laughs) I become addicted to their content. And I don't know what my deal is, but it's like I want to befriend them immediately. And it's like my own knowledge and such just goes out the window. And I've had to really be aware of this and cut myself off at a certain point. I think it can just get so addicting consuming the content of people who seem so much further ahead of you. Like they somehow have all the secrets to get where you want to go and you just have to buy all their shit in order to do it or hang on their every word and search for insight. Not to mention, it's also easy to switch gears and get into that comparison mode if you're not careful. And it really can get so exhausting. Like, don't get me wrong. I think admiring other women is amazing. I mean, hello, (laughs) like a large part of what this podcast is all about, showcasing these badass women while also bringing them down to earth so you can see, you know, how they're human. But ultimately, I think it's important to be your own inspo sometimes. Just acknowledge and appreciate yourself. Use your gut as your North Star. Learn and grow and become the person that you aspire to be not trying to be like someone else or look like someone else. I really believe that we're experts of becoming the best version of who we are and who we are meant to be. And if more of us honor that instead of looking outside of ourselves, I think we'd be a lot better off. 
So today's guest, I met Kristen years ago through a former mutual friend at a strongman competition in California, and we have since kept in touch. And it's been pretty cool, you guys, to see her accomplish everything she has, and she just keeps getting stronger and stronger. She is such a badass, and if you don't know her yet, you need to. Kristen Rhodes is a wife, mom, and professional strong woman. She's an eight-time winner of America's Strongest Woman, a three-time strong woman world champion, the current world record holder of the Circus Dumbbell and Log Press, and the Guinness World Record holder for most weight pressed overhead in a minute. Kristen Rhodes, welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Super pumped <laughs> to have you here. Um, you're ridiculously strong, so I just thought it would be so cool <laughs> to be able to get on and talk to you. So, how yeah. we start out first um, is we do something we call GGB, which is Goals, Gratitude, and badassery. So I want you to tell me one goal you have right now, one thing or what you're grateful for, and then something you're proud of or something that's badass that you've done recently. So my goal right now is to be the first woman to press a 300 pound log. So that's kind of what I'm chasing right now. Yeah, I know it's crazy. (laughs) So that's one of the kind of things that's been like, those things that people say like can never be done. And so I'm kind of, that's what I'm doing right now is chasing that record. So I'm hoping that will come to fruition here in a few months. Um, <laughs> and gratitude. I think I'm just grateful for the whole strong woman community and the support that everybody gives. And it's really given so much to my life that I never would have had, I think had I never started competing. So I, I mean, I've traveled the world. I've met so many wonderful people and I know that I inspire and change women's lives every day. And so that to me is, that's my gratitude. And then what was the last one? Badass. Yeah. There's so many things. I know. I know. I think badassery this year would probably be, I'm going to go with hitting that 175 pound dumbbell at the Rogue Invitational. So yeah. that was like a really cool experience. Like that just made me feel like a total badass. So I think that's probably my moment right now that I would say badassery. (laughs) That was incredible. And I feel like that was an arena that was able to show strong women to like more of more of the world as opposed to, you know, just the community or enthusiasts. Yeah. I think because it was on the CrossFit platform and, you know, I've been in the just the regular 24 hour fitness gyms and I've had people that do CrossFit recognize me from that broadcast and come up and talk to me, which is pretty cool that we're getting kind of outside our small little niche sport into CrossFit, which is a huge, you know, it's a huge sport. So, and a lot of people follow that. So it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Just, you know, spreading the love of strength for women. Yeah. So you, I mean, you've been so. doing strong women for what, 13 years now? Yeah. This is, I just started my 14th year. Yeah. I know it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, and you're still like obviously setting records, which is ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I keep telling myself that eventually I'll retire. Everybody seriously laughs at me when I say that R word. (laughs) But, you know, honestly, like, as long as I'm setting records and still at the top, like, I'm not injured, knock on wood. I just don't see any reason why I shouldn't continue. Yeah. So I just know in my heart, at some point, my heart will say, you know what, babe, you're done. But like right now, I just haven't had that moment yet. So for now, we're just, we're just rolling through and we're just doing this. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, that it's incredible. I mean, 13 years and the landscape, obviously, of just the strong woman has changed so much in that time. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like what's so different about like today versus like when you first started? Oh boy. Let's see. When I first started, I think my first competition was on the beach. There was three of us, three or four of us. So not very many. And then like for the first couple of years, there really was two weight classes and there was only, you know, you'd only get like four or five women competing in each weight class. So it was very, very small. And over the years, just progressively. And I've kind of been, you know, people will call me kind of the pioneer of the sport because I've seen what the men have gotten for so long. And so I've been constantly pushing and saying, Hey, like, we're just as awesome. Like we can lift, you know, massive amounts of weight. Like we deserve the big stage. And I've just been pushing and pushing and pushing and, you know, just kind of like getting in there and turning that wrench, like, let's go, let's put us on the main stage. Let's do this. And so I've kind of watched the sport come from just a couple people in a parking lot to now, you know, we're on the main stage at the Arnold, we're on TV for rogue. Like, you know, we've gotten from this little tiny thing into, you know, getting more into the mainstream and there's just a lot more women competing than there ever was before. That's awesome. I think, so, I feel like yeah. up until recently, the idea of strongman for the world was just like a big dude, you know, like the circus freak. It's like the strongman. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. now it's like, no, this is a legit sport. Like they're all different weight classes. You see all these women that look like little ants picking up giant you know cars and and things like dragging cars and you know putting crazy amounts of weight over your head so I love watching it it's just incredible to watch it's kind of like a it's kind of like a freak show right yeah (laughs) (laughs) I remember you know back when I first started I'd seen world's strongest man on tv but I was I never knew that there was an amateur circuit so when I found out there was an amateur circuit it's like my whole world opened up and you know to be able to be a part of something that you've seen on TV forever and then, you know, being able to do it myself and, you know, do all these amazing things and set all these records and, you know, just keep pushing the, pushing the ceiling higher that for women that's never been done before. So at the end of the day, like that's what makes me proud is that I can continue to do this and continue to just show that, you know, things are possible. So it's pretty yeah. cool. I don't I know. I love watching think- all the women and what they do. Yeah. I definitely think you've shown that. <laughs> The fact that you want to put 300 pounds over your head is mind blowing to me. So where are you working at right now? What's your press right now? I'm getting close. I'm about 285. So we're getting there. So we're getting there. (laughs) So you're a wife and a mom and you have an actual job. And so like, you're not just running around competing all the time, you have a very full life, then you have to, I hate this word, but you have to balance everything. So with your training and your family, you know, do you ever have those moments where you're like, not today, I can't go in the gym? Or is it like, more regimented? Like, how do you kind of juggle all of that? Well, I run a daycare, so I watch kids all day long. So that's fun. You know, I love it, but it's exhausting. And then my daughter plays two club sports. And so I'm running, you know, after I get off work, I run her around to practice. And sometimes when she's at practice, I'll go to the gym. Sometimes I wait till she gets home and then I go to the gym at night. Um, we also have a gym in our garage. So I just kind of have to, I guess I hate saying like make the time, but I kind of just have to plug my training in 
to the busy life of being a wife and a mom. So I've been able, like, I know you don't like the word balance, but I've been <laughs> able to balance by, you know, like we put a gym at home. And so I was able, when the kids were younger, I was able to like make them dinner and then go out and like do a couple sets and then go in and check on them and then go and do a couple sets and you just kind of make it work. Right. So, you know, if you want right. something bad enough, you find the time and you make it work. And I'll be honest, there's times when I'm like, I am not training tonight. I'm exhausted. And guess what? I'm doing it tomorrow. You know, yeah. the, the older I get, that probably happens more often. Yeah, and I think you're... work out because, you know, that I'm training three times this week, maybe I only train two. Right. You're probably at the point in your life, though, where you can be yourself aware enough to know that I'm just going to do this tomorrow. It's not an excuse. It's more of like, I know myself. I know my body. I know I'm not going to get the most out of this. So we will do it tomorrow, not yeah. just... Uh, uh, we'll do it tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I just actually just did that this week. I was going to train legs and I was like, I just really don't have the energy at nine 30 at night to go lift heavy. So we're just going to do it tomorrow. And so yeah. that's what I did last night. I just went ahead and did my legs last night. So, you know, I only train three days a week. So it gives me the flexibility to do that and kind of move stuff around if I need to. If I trained four days a week, it would be harder to, you know, fit in a day because you, there's not that many extra days that you're not using. But with a three-day-a-week training, it definitely allows a lot more flexibility for me. And I think that's probably surprising to people if you, you only train three days a week. I've only done three days a week since 2010. Wow. Yeah. That? I've had the same coach. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had the same coach since 2010. That's amazing. So, yeah. <clears throat> yep. It clearly, so, it's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I say more yep. like, I don't like the word balance because I feel like most women think balance is like this. They're calm and everything is smooth and there's never like, you know, a monkey wrench thrown into things. And the reality is it's more of like a juggle, you know, where you have to be like, okay, my day looks like this. I have to fit this in here. And it's never like this you know, Zen sort of feeling. I think that women are chasing and they think that, yeah, you know, they might look at someone like you and be like, wow, like she ha must have so much, <laughs> like she has it all together. It's so smooth. And Oh no. Every day it's like, okay, what's my priority today? Okay. I got to work. I get off at four. Okay. I got to take my daughter to volleyball at five. So I got to be at soccer at seven. We'll be home at nine. I'll get her dinner on the way home. I mean, it's like, that's my day. And then I might train at 930. Or if I got lucky, I'll jump in and train while she's at soccer practice. So it's definitely like every day is kind of a like, how are we going to get through today? So, right. you know, <laughs> you just make it happen. And it's priorities. It's like, what's your priority today? Like, what is important? What's the one thing that you have to get done? And what can wait? And right. so, you know, sometimes it's like, I have to get her to practice and I have to train, you know, sometimes it's like, shoot, it's 11 o'clock and I, I got to go to the grocery store. We have no food in the house. So, you know, you just, you, you make it work and you just get it done. So <laughs> I love that. I think there are a lot of women that, you know, have kids and they have a job and a husband and they're like, there's no room for anything else. I can't do something for me or I can't, you know, reach this level. But the reality is you can. Absolutely. Because like, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, when I do train, I just make sure that for that hour, hour and a half that I'm training that I'm all in and I'm not sitting on my phone. I'm not texting. I'm not, you know, when I'm at the gym, like I'm not, you know, you see people sitting there on their phones and whatever, like I'm in there, I get my job done. I make sure every rep counts and then I go home. So, you know, the training sessions for me really have to be very focused and get in get out and, you know, get the objective achieved. And I think that's it. Like if you just, people think it takes so long to train. I mean, I think people would be surprised to know Tuesdays and Thursdays I train for like an hour and a half. That's it. 
you know, it doesn't take forever to get really strong. You just have to have the right combination of exercises and don't do a ton of accessories, you know, get in, get out and get it done. So, well, I mean, gym time goes a lot faster when you're not texting in between sets. Exactly. Priorities. Priorities. Oh, I have had I have had some of those sessions where I'm like, wow, that was really fast. But I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't distracted. I was like, yep. I have to do this and I have to go. And it's amazing when you have a, a time crunch. Yep. But then when you don't, it's like, wow, how did this take me two and a half hours? <laughs> You're like, oh, I was looking at my Instagram feed in between sets. Or like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to do. It's, I mean, we're always distracted. We always need, you know, stimulation. So I think that's a really oh, yeah. a good tip for people. Just get in there. Get in, get out. We can do it. Yep. Yeah, especially like for moms or busy people that are like, I don't have time. Well, if you could, you can find an hour. Everybody can find an hour, you yeah. know? So if you just take all the distractions out, you can find an hour. Yeah. yeah. It might suck. It might be a little earlier than we want or later than we but, want. Yeah. And don't you feel so much better after you train? Like your whole psyche, like everything just feels so much better. So yeah. yeah. I'm generally a very anxious person. And there are times where my anxiety, I'm like, I have to work and I have to keep going. And I know if I work out, I'll be anxious the whole time. But then there's times where... I'm like, you know what, if I break right now and I go train, I'm just going to feel so much better afterwards. And I just know yep. that it'll help me. Yes. I, I 100%. Mean, more people, <laughs> I think, especially, you know, strength training, because especially if you have a really good session, you, it's hard to leave and be, not be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You kind of like, you know, even if you're having one of those days, you're like, oh, today sucks. You know, you go train and it just makes you feel better. I think it just, you know, just kind of like will change your focus for the day. So but yeah, it's fun. Fun, fun. So you have been injured probably more times than you care to like <laughs> yeah. to talk about, but how do you mentally get through it? Because, you know, there's the physical injury of I can't do X or, you know, basically your body is fighting you in a sense because it's not working the way it should. But the mental part I feel like is the hardest when it comes to that. It's like, how do you bring yourself through an injury and rehab and all of that to get back to where you need to be? You know, injuries suck. There was one point where I had hurt my shoulder and, you know, I'm probably the best presser in the world. Not bragging, but. Probably. Um, probably. I mean, probably. But I hurt my shoulder and I literally couldn't press for like nine months. And that was really, really, I had to pull out of a couple big contests. And that was, that was a really hard thing to do because it was very, very frustrating and you just, it's frustrating, but you just have to tell yourself, like, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. There's always another contest. There's always another day. And, you know, I just kind of trained around it. And I, I worked on the things that, you know, maybe I'd never worked on before. Like my deadlift went through the roof because that's yeah. all I could do was deadlift. I couldn't press anymore. So it's, you know, injuries are hard. Like right now I'm kind of battling a knee thing and it's frustrating and it's just part of the sport. It's part of what happens being active. And, you know, it's just part of athletics, I guess. I mean, stuff happens. And I mean, I've had back injuries, torn tendons in my arms, three knee surgeries, a shoulder injury. And then I had another shoulder injury where I tore rotator cuff almost completely. You know, little things happen and you just have to kind of tell yourself like it's not the end of the world and the stuff's all still going to be there, you know, when you're done and rehabbed. And I think people start to freak out and say like, oh my God, my world's ending and I'm never going to be where I was before. And you know, you will, you will get back there. You just have to take care of yourself. And, and my husband's so good about that. He's always like, Kristen, 
take care of yourself. It's still going to be there. Get better. Stop it. You know? And so he's really good about kind of keeping me grounded and keeping me level-headed. And, you know, if I don't want to train sometimes, he's like, get out there. <laughs> so yeah, Having that yeah, support is invaluable. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Tell me about Donnie. Like how he has, I mean, because <laughs> he's like your handler, your cheerleader, your, yeah. you know, he's your guy. So tell us about that. Yes, he's everything. Yeah, he's been my training partner from the beginning. You know, he's very good about helping me train technique, fixing things, seeing things, making things work. Like if I need to do you know, like a Viking press and I don't have one, like he'll rig it up or figure it out. When we go to a show, you know, he's got all my stuff. He's like, here, do you need this? Do you need that? He like makes sure he talks to everybody and he just kind of like takes care of everything. He just kind of oversees everything. And, you know, I honestly, I wouldn't be as far as I am today without that little voice in my ear of him all the time. Like you can do this, like get out there and do this. Let's, I mean, there'd be times I'd be like, I want to train. He's like, get out my garage and train now. And I was like, I don't want to just like get out there and train. I'm like, fine. You know, and then <laughs> I mean, there's just, yeah, it's so nice having a support, having someone that fully believes in you a hundred percent and your goals and, and is okay with you, you know, to continue pushing and traveling and, you know, doing all the things that I do. And it's, I don't know. I'm just I'm so fortunate and so lucky. So yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, not all, all women have that, like in their relationships, you know, it's a lot yeah. of, there's the guilt and, oh, you're going to go again, or you're going to travel or you're leaving me here, you know, and just, are you training again? And there, I've seen a lot of women, it's really sad that, you know, they have this really big goal in their mind and they just, they don't have that support. Yeah. It sucks, but there's nothing like it, man. When you have someone who is like yeah. your biggest fan and believes in you, even when you don't believe in yourself. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And I, and he's just as crazy as I am when it comes to training and competing. And, you know, he did strongman with me for the first 10 years. And now this crazy boy is doing full Ironmans. So, which is insane. <laughs> he's crazy. Like today he's doing a hundred mile bike ride. Like he's nuts. But I think it's helped that he's athletically just as crazy in the brain as I am. Like, always pushing boundaries and just kind of seeing what our bodies can do. So yeah. I'm lucky in that aspect yeah. that we shared that passion. Um, and I know for a lot of women, it's, you know, probably hard to find someone that shares that passion or, you know, that doesn't get upset if you're getting really strong or getting close to them. Like we would joke, like my <laughs> overhead was almost as strong as his. And he's like, Oh God, I'm going to fake an injury. You know, <laughs> he's like, if you ever get as strong as me, like I'm hurt. <laughs> oh, it's because I, I hurt it. <laughs> he's like my hamstring my hamstring yeah so you know it's been yeah I'm very very fortunate and I you know I wish all women could find that and be so lucky but it's just you know it's yeah, hard I'm, I'm the so. fact that you guys are in the same like in that arena you know like I never thought I would meet someone like my, my husband and I are very different in a lot of respects we have the same mindset but for different things so like I'm that way in business you know, like chasing excellence over here and he's that way in his sport. So it's cool that we can kind of like come together and, and have very similar mindsets, but also support each other when he needs to go train or when he, you know, he's traveling all the time. And then when I'm working late at night and, you know, oh, you're working again, a lot of people would do, but having like kind of similar mindsets. hundred percent. Everything. Everything. You both support each other's goals and you both want what's best for each other. And you know, it makes each other happy. Yeah. You know, and you working late and busting your butt at your job makes you happy. Him doing his job and, you know, his stuff makes him happy. And if you're both happy, you're happy together. 
you know, and I think that's the biggest thing. Hear that, ladies? (laughs) Dump the Luther. Just kidding. Don't. (laughs) <laughs> gonna come after me. It's not my. We didn't say that. We didn't say that. <laughs> We're gonna be getting pursued. Crystal and Kristen are in trouble for. <laughs> they fooled us. It's getting their fault. Here. It's their fault. Uh, I'm oh, a big relationship person though, so I'm like the first person to be like, "Jump this ass! You can do better." <laughs> oh man that's funny that's true though like why be unhappy you know seriously there's so many people out there why be unhappy so yeah i've i've always anyways if you have an opportunity i mean especially if it's a new kind of relationship you know like obviously if you've been with someone for years and years it's hard but if it's a new kind of relationship and you have an opportunity or this person and you have to choose like choose the opportunity because yes. the right person isn't going to make you choose and they'll make it work. Whereas, you know, the opportunity may never come back up again. Yep. That is very good advice. That's really good advice. Ah, but it's, it's true though. It's true. Then that's what you have to do. A lot of times is people don't think about that. It's like, if I get this opportunity, will I ever get this opportunity again? And I think sometimes people are afraid to do things for themselves. And they feel like they have to be that provider for everybody else and take care of everybody else. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy, you know, and not everyone else isn't going to be happy. No, you're going to make everyone else miserable. Everyone else miserable. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. What do you, what do you do in terms of like self-care besides obviously like you have the gym and stuff, you know? So like, what do you do for you besides that? Like how do you take care of Kristen? Um, it's pretty crazy. I don't do much, honestly. (laughs) I go to the chiropractor maybe once every month or two. I get a massage maybe once every three or four months. I don't really do much. I'm so busy, honestly, like doing everything else and kind of fitting everything in. Like when I do my training, I'll stretch extra and (laughs) maybe when I'm done, take a contrast shower. But I really don't do a lot of self-care and I probably should, but I don't. But, you know, I don't know. I kind of look at it as I see these people doing all these extra stretching sessions and all this chiropractor and cryotherapy and all this extra stuff. And I'm like, I'm where I'm at without all that stuff. Is it really necessary? You know? So, I mean, if I'm hurt or if I I need it, I do it. I take care of myself. But if I'm just kind of feeling great, like I don't do all that extra stuff. I really don't. Like I don't foam roll. I I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I don't do all that stuff. (laughs) I think it's like, I mean, it's really what works for you. You know, like my husband works out all the time. His whole thing is like, you can't overtrain just under recover. So, you know, he's always making sure he's recovering, but then he's got all the the tools and this and other thing. If he's tweak something or whatever. So yeah, yeah, I, I mean, if you know your body and you're good, there's no need to (laughs) yeah and I mean if I'm feeling like bad like then absolutely I'll step it up you know like my knee like I said right now my knee is killing me and so I've really had to kind of step up trying to get that to fix itself but you know when I'm feeling good like I don't don't know I just I mean like you said it's just you know your body you know yourself you know what you need and I give myself what I need when I need it yeah so but it's something that like all the time I'm making sure like on a schedule I do xyz I don't do that right so just like with my nutrition like I just eat what I want to eat. I eat what I feel like eating. Like I don't have time because of my work and my kids' sports and my sport and everything else to to do all the macro tracking and all that other stuff. So I just, I don't know. I know some people feel it's super necessary. Like for me personally, like I just do what works for me. And for me, it's just, you know, what's easy and quick and 
going to get me where I need to be. So yeah, if it's working, then yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's no, I can't handle that. The nutrition conversation, like I do a little bit of nutrition coaching, but it's really like what works for me may not work for you. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who do very different things. And my whole thing is, Hey, if it works and if you keep at it, like then keep doing it. Don't like right. jump around and like, should I do keto or should I do, do you like eating like that? No. Okay. Yeah. Well then yeah. don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because and I, and I think, it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think people like, so let's talk about social media. I think people look at social media and see like, Oh, so-and-so is doing this diet. I'm going to try it. Oh, well she's doing that diet. Oh, look at her abs and her flexed photo, you know? And I think people just get so caught up in what everybody else is doing that they forget to be like, look in the mirror and be like, Hey, what's going to work for me today? Yeah. Like what is reasonable for myself with my lifestyle? What's going to work instead of being so worried, you know, people think they have to look like so-and-so or eat like so-and-so. And that's just not, that's not realistic. Well, even, so. I mean, even if you eat exactly like someone and train exactly like someone, like our bodies are so different that yep. let's say you, Oh, if I lose all this fat and I uncover, I'm going to have abs like her. Well, you might not because maybe genetically, like you're just not going to show abs or maybe your muscle definition is going to look different underneath that. You can't say I want her legs or I want her, you know, you can't say that because we're so different and it's so true. (laughs) Maddening to me when people are like hashtag body goals, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like I feel like the landscape of that is changing like people are becoming more real but then you see stuff like that like hashtag body goals and it's like oh my goodness okay like cool but like what's realistic yeah so yeah it seems like there's kind of a movement of more of a like the real you know, women all of a sudden that maybe wouldn't wear shorts before like are now wearing shorts and they're like proud of it and so it's pretty cool to see more and more people getting more confident with themselves. You know, I've kind of noticed that lately. And so that's kind of a good movement for women to just realize like, Hey, this is me. I can be me. And if you don't like it, then don't look, you know, right? And like, like, (laughs) stop with the disclaimer bullshit. Like I'm tired of the, like, when I first looked at this picture, all I could see was my cellulite. Like, can you (laughs) like, come on. No, like, no, like just post the damn picture. Like I look awesome you don't think so nope. I can scroll by, you know, like, exactly. Don't like it. Exactly. Unfollow me whatever. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's absurd. And I feel like there are people who are legit with that. And then there's also people who are infinitely fit and they're like, Oh, this is me pose. This is me unposed. And it's like, can you stop? You're like, look at me. I'm authentic. Yeah. All right. No, well, and, well, and how many pictures did they take to get those two pictures to post? Right. Right. Come on. You know, you you don't look bad in any of these. Stop it. Like it is. So I actually, when I first started getting into fitness, like ever picked up any sort of weight, because I just thought you got tuned by running on the treadmill, you know, like, and I was like, fuck that. That sucks. I don't like that. But that was my life. It was either you're on the treadmill and you're running all the time or like, you're just eating whatever and, and not, you know, there was no in between for me. So when I discovered weightlifting, that was kind of an eye-opening thing for me, but I was still, my brain was still really messed up. And I actually did cool sculpting on my legs and it fucked me up. It gave me like these massive indents, like it did not work the way it should have it and it messed me up. And it took me years, but then I just was like, one day I just woke up and I was like, you know what? 
fuck it. I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing, it is hot. I live in North Carolina. I am wearing shorts and I don't care if it looks like I have dents in my legs. Like I don't care anymore. And I just, you know, to have that freeing moment for myself when there's legitimately something deformed about my leg. It's not just like, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I try to tell women all the time, like just wear the damn shorts. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, for years, you know, because I'm not small and I do have nice legs, but I'm not small. And so I was still afraid to wear shorts to the gym. Like I literally think I probably wore capris to the gym because I was so worried about my size for up until probably like two years ago. I wouldn't even wear shorts to the gym because like, oh my God, like people are going to see if I wear short shorts. It's just silly. Like why did I act like that? Like that is so silly. So, you know, it's just kind of having that freeing moment. I was like, you know, I'm wearing shorts to the gym today and I wore shorts and I was like, I didn't die. No one stared. No one laughed. Like I'm fine. You know, just kind of having that moment, like kind of like you said, it was kind of like a freeing moment. And you're like, why did I care for so long? Like, seriously, why? Yeah. So silly. So, I mean, we're, yeah. So if you take anything away from that, like women, like we're all like the rest of you, you know, we're all the same. We all have the same insecurities. And it's just when that moment comes that you can kind of get past that insecurity and realize like, this is me, this is who I am. I don't have to make anybody happy, but me. It's just kind of like a life changing, like aha moment, you know? I mean, and there are like that whole phrase that um, you could be the sweetest, ripest peach and there's still going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. Like, it's so true. You can sit here and strive for this like perfection and this idea in your head, but there's always going to be someone who like, "Mm, not for me. I just don't, you know, it's it's like, who cares? And that's when the second half of your life begins. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it's crazy. Like the difference, like the shift in mindset, like kind of when you have that moment, And then you're just like, I don't know, like everything in life is just better. You just don't care anymore. You know, as long as you're happy, your family's happy, who gives a shit what anybody on the internet says, you know, like who cares? So it's just kind of, I don't know, just, it was very freeing to be able to wear shorts whenever, whenever, however I wanted. And it's freaking good. I mean, you can like lift the damn house, like wear the shorts. (laughs) So I do, I wear shorts all the time now and I don't care. Yeah, I'm a short girl. I, I didn't wear them when I was like young and like, you you know, those like those clothes that are like, I wish I was as fat as I was when I thought I was fat. Like when I was a teenager, like, come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. And running around like I'm not wearing shorts because they circled my thighs. And, and I was like, no, you were dumb. <laughs> You didn't even know it. Like body, like my body had not been touched by anything bad. <laughs> it's, yeah, I look back at like when I was in high school, and I'm like, thought I was so big, and I'm like, I was like so small. You know, like it's just it's crazy. Like if you'd had that confidence way back then when you were a teenager that you have now, like imagine how different your life would have been. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's the thing. I wish that you know we could sprinkle on, you know, women in their teens and their early twenties, because as soon as I turned 30 and I started to like, I knew myself better. I liked myself more. I stopped caring too much about what other people thought. I thought I didn't care about what people thought when I was younger, but no, I did. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> you know, it's like, if you yeah. read yeah. that on women, that whole, if I knew then what I know now, like what a game changer. Yeah. I try to do that with my daughters so that my daughter's will have a different mindset than I had growing up. And I've tried to teach them and, you know, the lessons that I've learned so that they can have the confidence and not ever have to feel like I felt, you know, when I was a teenager growing up. So do you feel like they're getting, like they're grasping that? 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Both my girls are very confident um, and they don't have any issues with body image or anything like that. And I think, you know, me competing and doing all the stuff that I do and they seen that the work and the time and the effort that I put in and the stuff I've done, obviously, you know, helps as well. Uh, so, yeah. 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 That's amazing. What's your like, is your main like driving force, like just that you just want to win? Is that like, <laughs> or do you have, yeah, a- I do like, I do like winning. I mean, everybody <laughs> likes to win. You know, I, I do love to win, but I also love to do the things that have never been done before. So I'm kind of, my mindset right now, honestly, is like, how strong can I get? Yeah. Like what level of strength have I not yet achieved? Like, so I'm just kind of seeing right now where that's at. And you know, at some point I know, I mean, I'm realistic. I'm going to be 44 next week. At some point it's going to start going the other direction, but Mm -hmm. you know, right now we're still kind of creeping up. So, you know, I'm just, I'm rolling with it and just going to kind of see where it lands. So I love that. Just ride in the train. Now, like with everything that there is available, I mean, you don't have to, there are women in their fifties and sixties that are like jacked, you know, like competing and yeah. Yeah. And all these things. And it's just like, wow. Well, I think for so long I felt like, Oh, I'm approaching 40. I should probably stop competing. Like I'm getting old. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm not, you know, I'm not old and I'm still, you know, and I, you see a lot more women, I think now even coming into sport that have had their kids and their kids have kind of grown. And now they're like, Hey, I want to do something for myself. They're finding CrossFit. They're getting into weightlifting. They're yeah. getting into strongman, And, you know, now they're doing these, I mean, most women that compete are like in their, like at least in the heavyweights or late mid to late thirties. I mean, we're, which is awesome. So, I mean, it's, which it's just, awesome yeah. to see that women are like, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, and not using that as a barrier. Like I'm too old. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's, you know, there's a lot of people that probably wanted, and this is just my opinion, but that have always wanted to try stuff that have been too afraid to because of what society says women should or shouldn't look like, like women right. shouldn't have muscles, right. women shouldn't be big. And, and I think people were afraid to try things for fear of what people would say. And now that the whole kind of landscape of that is changing, I think more and more people are willing to go out and try it and see what they can do and are surprised like, wow, I'm really strong or this is really fun. It makes me feel really good. And I just flipped a 500 pound tire. Like I feel like a total badass, (laughs) you know? So it's just, you know, you get those moments and it's just, I don't know. It's an amazing feeling to be like, wow, I really just did that. That is so cool. So what does it feel like when you do something like break a record or you win an event, like, or like win an entire like championship, essentially, what is that like feeling like in the moments right after? You know, like when I just, so let's just say like the rogue invitational, for instance, you know, I was on the floor and there was 3000 people on the stands looking down at me. Like I've never been in an arena like that before. And, you know, in my mind, like my mind kind of goes blank when I go out and lift it. Like my body just does its thing. Like I go out there, I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. I just kind of like do it. And then when I put it down and I looked at the crowd, it was just kind of like, holy shit, I just did this. And like everyone's screaming and cheering. And it was just kind of like, like my whole body was just like euphoric, you know, it was just like this really just happened. And I just, it's just pure joy and happiness. And, you know, and then I don't know, it's just, it's just an incredible feeling to do something that you've just never done before. And to do it on a stage in front of so many people, I don't know, changing lives. That's what I'm doing. I'm changing lives. Do you feel like that gives you, having so many people watch, like that gives you more like, like more. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
Oh yeah. Like I remember walking into Rogue headquarters and I like walked in, we kind of walked up top and I looked down at all the people and like my heart just jumped out of my chest and I was like, holy shit, holy shit. That's a lot of people. Oh my God. I think I'm like, I'm like dying right now. Like my heart's racing and my husband's like, just calm down. I'm like, there's so many people. He's like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> you get, so, you get nervous. Like, you know, I do. You know, it's funny, like all through training, flying there and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. And then you get there and you look and you're like, oh shit. And I think it's, I get nervous, but it's also like, don't fail. Do not fucking <laughs> fail right now. Whatever you do, you make this shit happen. And you know, and that's kind of like what's going through my brain is like, I know you can do this. Do not fuck it up. So, you know. <laughs> like pep talk yeah it's totally like pep talk myself and then when I get out there and I like I said I go out there and do it like my mind is blank like I don't even remember actually physically doing the lift which is crazy yeah like yeah. just kind of yeah. like oh I'm like oh cool I just did that yeah it's so but yeah it's uh it's cool being out in front of a group of people and I definitely uh lift more <laughs> when I got a lot of people looking at me <laughs> Are you, do you feel like you're chasing that feeling Sometimes I do because I just, I like that feeling of doing what's never been done before, yeah. you know, and just be able to be like, okay, that's cool. Like I just did that. And it's funny though. Cause I don't tell people what I do. Like I don't walk around saying people like, Hey, I'm, I'm the world record holder. I'm America strong. So I'm like, I don't ever tell anybody, my family and friends tell everybody. So <laughs> I like that feeling for myself, but I don't use it to go around bragging. Like I just like being able to say like, Hey, that's cool. I did that. But I still sit here and I'm like, I'm one of the strongest women, but it never, it doesn't ever like sink in. Right. So, right. and I don't know if it'll ever sink in, but. You kind of like know, let your are, work speak for you. Yeah. And people are like, why don't you promote yourself more? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm just cool. Just doing my thing. <laughs> Being incognito, like go out and do my thing, go back to my life. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, that makes you happy. You know, I think some people need yeah. that like recognition and the spotlight and whatnot, but some people are. I don't need that. No, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> nope I just have my normal life I go do cool things and come back to my normal life so <laughs> I'm like I'm so awkward when I meet other people for the first time that like I don't I'm not like oh I do this I'm like hi yeah let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> well it's crazy too because like growing up I was so shy like I could never ever get up in front of a class and talk ever there's no way I would die like my face would turn bright red there's no way and now I can go out in front of a huge crowd and like have a conversation and like do my thing so it's just crazy kind of how that shift in your life you know you go from like being super shy to not being shy yeah so yeah yeah people look crazy you ever and they're, they're like oh my god <laughs> oh yeah yeah people more and more people are starting to kind of like recognize me but you know san diego is a big town so there's just a lot of you know i don't get recognized as often as maybe in the gym but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to end things on like a quote. So is there like a quote that either is like something you kind of live by or just something that's been kind of speaking to you the last couple of months that you can share with us? You know, the one thing that I always just say is just always believe you can be great. And if you always believe in yourself and know that you can do whatever it is that you want, then anything's possible. And that's, you know, whenever I like sign autographs or I, you know, someone wants to write something to them, I always kind of end with that. It's just always believe that you can be great. Because as long as you believe in yourself, it doesn't really matter what anybody else says. I love so, that. Awesome. Yeah. Where can people find you? I am on Instagram at strongwoman Kristen Rhodes and on Facebook at Kristen Danielson Rhodes. 
that's pretty much it. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here <laughs> with us today. Me. I'm excited for everyone to hear your interview because you like there's some really good stuff here. So super fun. <laughs> cool. So I'm like a norm- normal person with an everyday life. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.